2: Pikin the pickins, pickin Peek the
1: pickins, Peek of that pickins! All right, Steeler fans, it never gets old hearing that. It's <laughs> Jeff Hartman, and we are back with another Steelers preview podcast. Joining me, as always, Dave Schofield and Brian Davis. What's up, Dave? How's it going?
2: Um, I, I'm doing great, thank you, guys. I was the one running late tonight. Uh, hashtag pay Kyle had a basketball game within 15 minutes of my house when he normally lives two hours away. I had to make sure I. I uh, I caught that one for him, and these guys were gracious enough to, to, to hold it up until I got back, so thanks, guys.
1: No problem. Brian, what's going
0: on? Hashtag I ain't paying my son nothing because he doesn't contribute. So, uh, yeah, I give him way too much, so I'm not, I'm not paying him right now. <laughs> but I'm go.
1: doing good, guys. I'm doing good. So the news for the day, uh, for those that are keeping tabs on social media, is that Art Rooney II spoke to... Local media, this happens every year, every offseason. Once the Steelers season wraps up, this is a little bit later than usual. Uh, but nonetheless, no one knows when this is going to happen unless you're one of the media members invited to it. And then all of a sudden, your Twitter feed just becomes inundated with these news and quotes from uh, Art Rooney II and his speaking to those local media reporters. And he's talked a lot about a lot of stuff. I think the most notable were his comments about Matt Canada and why they decided to keep him essentially saying that he and Kenny Pickett have a good rapport and they felt like it would set Kenny Pickett back. Boy, that went over well on social media. Um, But I'm sure you all (laughs) saw some other things floating around. Dave, is there anything in particular that stuck out to you in terms of what Art Rooney had to say?
2: Uh, There was something that he said that actually was contradictory to other reports. I heard not that he was contradictory. It means that the other reports weren't weren't true because I'm sure AR two knows more than anything and that was, maybe it changed whenever they they redid their, their deal. I don't know. But in the past, it was reported that the Steelers, their lease for the stadium was for 10 home games, regardless of preseason, regular season, or whatever. Art Rooney said no, that they do not have to have... 10 home games in a season when it came to the Steelers possibly even being the home team for an international game. So that's very interesting. I've been going off the other information until now. So that's, that's something that's intriguing. It's not happening this year. Um, the only way it probably happens next year is if the Steelers are the visiting team for a team that's that's um, in Mexico because that's where the Steelers are really wanting to go play. But if not, I would have to say, look for 2025 for the Steelers to be there at the latest.
1: All right. What about you, Brian? Did you see anything that uh, caught your eye? Three words that he was emphatic about.
0: Score more points. <laughs> Yeah, like, I agree with like you. Dave's play I,
2: hard. I don't care if they score more points, win win more games. I don't care if they win two to nothing, win a game.
1: Yeah, three more words make the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> two
0: more words, quit sucking
1: in the first half. Oh wait, four, four, words. four more words. Win a playoff game. I there mean, we go. we could keep going. I mean, with this. But... <laughs> We'll just stop there. So Art Rooney spoke, and you'll be able to see this on multiple multiple outlets, uh, if not already. Uh, tomorrow, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of articles out there with quotes from Art Rooney II, and uh, everyone's going to pick their spots and what they liked and what he said and all that good stuff. So make sure you check those out wherever you get your Steelers news, including BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, let's also dive into the topic for today's show. Uh, Brian, I'm going to throw so it over you. This is your idea. I'll let you tee it up. All right. So this is something that
0: I've been thinking about. We, You know, we've got all the narratives. In, in fact, you know what? The big narrative is still going to be Matt Canada. It's the other narrative is Kenny Pickett making that huge jump from year one to year two. There's so many things that you could talk about right now. A lot of people are wondering what's going to be going on with Brian Flores and and his contract and who are the Steelers going to keep as free agents, you know, now mock drafts start happening. But what are the topics that hardly anybody's talking about so far this offseason? So that's what I thought we would go ahead and do and, you know, just get away from the norm and think of think a little deeper. Go outside of the box and come up with some subjects that really do matter, but no one's typing and no one's talking about.
1: That's good. Um, Dave, was there anything that came to your mind first when uh, this was brought up?
2: Well, I have a couple, but I actually just thought of something based on what Brian said, and Mm. it might ruffle some feathers. And that is this he said about Kenny Pickett making the jump from year one to year two. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. If you were someone who was emphatic that Kenny Pickett needed to start right away because he was the most pro ready quarterback, then don't whine about him jumping big from year one to year two. You said he was already ready. He shouldn't be having to make that jump. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say he was ready and that he has to make the jump. He was either one or the other. I'm just putting that out there.
1: Okay. Um, Brian, what what was the topic that came to your mind when you had this (laughs) uh, title? You know, this is a really interesting
0: one for me. It's the all-time sack leaders for the Mm. Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, that's most likely going to change. King Debo is going to go down, most likely, in 2023. If he doesn't, we're going to be very disappointed because there's some guys very close to him. But we might not have the sack leader right away that you think it's going to be. There might be a new record holder, and I hope that he gets it, even if it's for one week. Cam Hayward needs to be the next person to break that record. It's like having a number one single. You want to, I mean, just have it for one week, and then then TJ Watt's going to have it for maybe 20 years. <laughs> Who knows? But eventually, we know it's going to be TJ getting the whole thing. But I would love to see Cam Hayward come out and get two and a half and break the record because he's only two behind. TJ's three behind. So I actually three and a half behind to break the record. So I would love to see cam do it first, have a great first game where he has two and a half sacks, gets that record and then turns around and says, all right, TJ, my name's on the trophy. Go ahead. You you can take it now. This
1: is, this is a tough topic for me. Uh, You know, you follow the team as closely as we do. You're in the live chat. You're obviously social media and Twitter and all these different platforms. And, and you you hear the talk about almost everything like it, you literally when you say what nobody is talking about, you know like what's really interesting to me is what are the Steelers going to do with the backup quarterback role? We know Kenny Pickett's a starter, but and but this has been talked about, so it says no one is talking about it. Like people have talked about it, you know, Mitch Trubisky? Do they bring him back with the inflated salary? Does he want to be? What does he? Does he want to go? Um, the, what do they do there? Like that's really interesting to me, um, but if i'm being honest if i'm talking about just intriguing storylines and and this is something i talked about a little bit on wednesday on my let's ride show and it gets brought up again on this friday podcast uh tomorrow it doesn't have anything to do with the Steelers. it's actually a division rival i find the lamar jackson situation absolutely fascinating right now <laughs> and then so I don't even know who it was. Someone said it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is hundred percent." Right. I think it was on what Yin's talking about, our other podcast uh, that's on Thursday afternoon on our audio only side of things. And I think someone said it's like the Le'Veon Bell situation, like they're predicting it to be like Le'Veon Bell that If they franchise tag him, he's not going to show up, and I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, this could happen. Like this could, this could be crazy." I find that situation to be more intriguing right now than him as any i'm reading rumors on espn i mean it's um, it's fascinating and it matters to the steelers because if lamar jackson does hold out or he does get traded or he does sign a super inflated contract which he's already turned down multiple big money deals that impacts the steelers in some way so for me, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why I can't get enough of this Lamar Jackson situation, but it's very, get your very popcorn good. popcorn ready. <laughs> I know. It's, it's not the Steelers. I get to watch yeah. someone else's drama for once. <laughs> Brian, go ahead.
0: I am definitely with you, and here's my biggest fear, because one thing that I will give the Baltimore Ravens credit for is how amazing Ozzie Newsome was and how he passed it on to Eric DaCosta. And they're very smart. They're very shrewd. They do good things. I'm so afraid that they're going to trade him and just pull in. I mean, make a blockbuster trade and pull, I mean, be picking sixth and bringing in a whole bunch of guys for him. And that scares the ever li- living bejeebers out of me because, you know, it, that can't happen either. I want them to get stuck with the drama that Jeff wants them to get stuck with. I'm with you. No. I, I want them to suffer, but they're not going to. I have a I, I'm afraid man, they're gonna pull something off and and just make a heist.
2: Or or what if they'd not do the non-exclusive franchise tag and someone else is willing to give up the the, the trade capital or the the draft capital that they get back? by signing him to another deal that the Ravens don't match. I think that's as as likely as even trading him. Because if you're trading him, you're trading him on the franchise tag. And he would have to actually sign the tag in order for them to trade him, right? Because – his his contract is done. This was his this was his, his fifth year, right? Or is he going into his fifth year?
1: This no, he they exercised his fifth year option this year. So he can be franchise tagged. Otherwise, he's yeah. a free agent. Yeah. I
2: was gonna say that's the only reason you use the franchise tag because right. obviously that happened. So I mean, once as soon as it came out of my mouth, I knew the answer to the question. I'm like, what am I saying? So that's that's what's interesting, is that he would in order for them to trade him, he would have to sign the franchise tag. And I don't know that he's, I don't know that he would, that if you do it, that would take a lot, but if they don't use the exclusive tag and say, go out and shop and see what you could do. And someone gives him this huge deal with guaranteed money. Maybe the Ravens want the two first round picks is, is I'm pretty sure is what they end up with. So that would be crazy.
1: I I mean, think about the, the on bell thing and maybe the comparison because it's quarterback running back. Some people say they're the same in Lamar Jackson's case. That's a seal of fans love to say. He's just a glorified running back. But if if they were to give him, if they follow that same route now, Dave, you said on your stat geek podcast Thursday, they use the exclusive rights on Le'Veon on bell, right? Isn't that the tag they put on him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the and he sat right. out the whole year. Yeah. And well, there, remember there the first year were- he sat out
2: through camp, and then yeah, he played then on he the tag it. then it was when they tagged him that again, time. which was 120 percent of his, his salary the year before and he didn't collect on it.
1: yeah and so I I, I want to say that there's going to be a lot of suitors for Lamar Jackson, but he's such a unique skill set and they've built everything around him in Baltimore. I don't know if he would fit in just any scheme. And so it's going to be really intriguing and this does matter for the Steelers. I know there's probably people listening saying this is a Steelers podcast. What are y'all talking about? If Lamar Jackson leaves and they, or they trade him, yes, Brian's right. They'll get some, they'll get some good draft picks and it's a quarterback heavy draft, but now they're starting over. They would be starting over with another rookie quarterback. And that would change the dynamic of this Steelers Ravens rivalry, at least in 2023. And it's just, you know, the, the latest rumor is him going to Atlanta. That was from ESPN. Jeremy Fowler wrote, he was talking with AFC, NFC executives, coaches, all these anonymous people. And someone said, I could see him going to Atlanta considering the system. They like, they like to run with Mariota and then obviously Ritter and they're not crazy about Ritter. So that's just for me, that's just something that I've just been intrigued by. So Dave, we'll throw it over to you. What else are you talking about? This Steelers offseason.
0: Can I say one more yeah, thing? On no, go group? for it. Brian. Oh, go ahead, Brian. I, I just want to preface this with the fact that Lamar Jackson is more dangerous not being with the Ravens to the Steelers than he is staying with the Ravens. <laughs> because Wait,
1: say because that again. Yeah. <laughs> I follow him.
0: it's more dangerous for Lamar Jackson to leave. The Baltimore Ravens for the Steelers, then Lamar Jackson stay with the Pittsburgh, with the Baltimore. So, Ravens. what's
1: your fear, Brian? That they have the draft picks and what they knock it out of the ballpark?
0: Yeah, there's there's gonna get they're gonna get compensation, and right. what does they that always like- knock most of the time they knock those draft picks out of the for park. sure, absolutely, so- and they're traders.
1: Mm-hmm. And so they'll ah, keep true. this
0: going on for years and years and years with having all these picks because they don't have problem trading.
2: Yeah. And see, and that's why you really love the the the, the Cleveland Browns right now because they don't have any top picks. They traded them all away for, for years for Deshaun Watson. So you're like, you know what? If you're struggling, it's going to be harder to rebuild. And I love that. I don't want the opposite with another team in the, in the, in the AFC North. So I see what you're saying, Ryan.
1: Hey, I've said it all along, and I'm going to say it for Cincinnati too. Back up the effing Brinks truck, and pay him a butt ton of money. Put him in salary Joe cap. Him. <laughs> yes, put him in salary cap hell for the next decade. The Bengals are on their way with Joe Burrow. There's they're already saying that he could be asking upwards of fifty million a year or something like that. He and enjoy- just just abs- absorbent amount of money, just crazy money. And it's not that he doesn't deserve it. It's just going to be. All of a sudden, T. Higgins wants a new deal. Sorry, T. Can't afford you. Joe Mixon wants a new deal. Sorry, buddy. We're going to have to let you go. Jesse Bates, oh, you're a really good safety, but we can't afford you anymore. Welcome to the world of the Steelers lived in with Ben Roethlisberger yeah. for the last 10 years of his career when he had $40 million at one point on the salary cap. So, yeah, it's to me, I'm just like, bring it all in. And then Deshaun the Watson and his inflated salary, and he's going to go up to his cap. It goes up to like $55 million this year although they're going to probably redo his numbers. But still, that's going to be a boon on their salary cap as well. I love it. I'm here for mm-hmm. all of it. I'm I'm just in, a, I'm in that kind of mood right now. I'm here for all the misery for all mm. you other AFC North teams. So welcome aboard. All right. And,
2: and Dave, before you know it, the Steelers will have to pay Kenny Pickett. And not yet. Have, Come on. And, we and four if they more have years. to, that's a good thing because yes. that means he's really living
1: up to it. We have four more years, four more exactly. years of, of no – crazy contract, so now's the time the Steelers got to make a move. Dave, go yep. ahead.
2: All right. Well, something else that I wanted to bring up is actually something that people are talking about, but something about it that they're not talking about. You've heard people talk about the Steelers this past year having the most expensive defense in the NFL. We, uh, You guys have heard that, right? Multiple times yes. over and over throughout the season. What people aren't talking about is that in the second half of the season, they lived up to it. Over the last nine games of the season, the Steelers were the number one defense in the NFL. They actually lived up to what they were. What do you know? Once T.J. Watt came back, now, of course, you know a lot of people want to say, well, look at the schedule they played. They played the schedule that they had in front of them. So I, you can acknowledge it, but you also can't say that they should have done anything different. But over that time, the Steelers were the number one defense. Uh, They were the number four pass defense and the number seven rush defense. And in that, and in those nine games, they had to face, they had five games, five games against teams that were in the top 10 in the NFL in rushing. So it's not like they weren't, they were going up against teams that couldn't run the ball. They had to play the Ravens twice, Atlanta who finished third in the NFL in rushing Cleveland, who finished sixth and Carolina who finished 10th. So the defense. You could complain that all oh, early in the season, all oh, a lot of people were saying how the defense didn't live up to it. And when you look at the whole season, they finished 19th. But if you just look at the second half of the season, they were the number one defense. So they did actually live up to what it was that that people were complaining about.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's kind of like you know, like you said, people were kind of talking about it. I mean, can they pick up where they left off? That that's that's a big question with a lot of free agency and stuff, but you, you want to see the defense be dominant. This is the, the recipe that the Steelers were using to win in the second half. Everyone acted like, Oh my gosh, they just discovered this. Mike Tomlin was talking about this in training camp, dominant defense, yeah. protect the football and run the ball. They just couldn't do it. Yeah. But um, Brian, any comments on that?
0: No, I don't. I, right. I feel strongly with that. All right, go ahead with yours, your next one. All right. Well, something you just said that Mike Tomlin was talking about all along and it wasn't new is something that, uh, I have heard recently. Um, and, but I'm going to get to that in a second. The reason I'm waiting is because I want to talk about one guy that nobody's talking about right now. And it's the Steelers extra draft pick in 2023. No, they don't get an extra draft pick but they get a guy that has been seasoned that didn't play. And when he shows up, he's going to feel like an addition to the team. And his name is Calvin Austin, the third. And I had an opportunity to sit down just today with Calvin Austin, the third for an exclusive interview that is coming to behind the You will hear that very, very soon. Check it out. He was wonderful to talk to, but one of the things I asked him is, all right, you started out terrible at two and six at seven and two. What did you do different? He said, We did nothing different. We just executed. Executed is the word he used. And he said, Mike Tomlin's been teaching this the whole way through. So, Jeff, everything you and Dave just said, it's backed up by number 19, Calvin Austin the third. And you're going to hear that on that interview. But when I go back to the fact that he's an extra draft pick, yeah, we know he's not. But remember back in 2020, when we were doing the draft and we had to wait till 49th, we decided to joke around and say, okay, in the first round, the Steelers pick Minka Fitzpatrick. Well, it's kind of like that. And it makes me think of the 80s as well, because the Steelers number one pick in 1982 was a guy named Keith Gary. Keith Gary held out went to Canada and played for the Montreal Alouettes showed up in 1984 and was an abs- played very played very well on that defense and what Calvin Austin the also said to me today was the fact that you know I've been here the whole time I've been training with this team I've been in meetings I just can't practice can't go on the field so I'm looking to get that first game under my belt, but he's addition because you didn't, when you don't have him and you finish at seven and two, now you add someone who you think could be dynamic. That to me is like an extra draft pick.
1: I'm anxious to hear that interview. I want to, I want to hear what Calvin Austin has to stay with some of the, The questions that you lobbed his way, Uh, but I agree. Uh, I I just, like I said before, I'll say it again. I'm just praying for Senquez not Senquez Golson Mm -hmm. 2.0. Dave, any comments on that?
2: Yeah, and that's the problem because I remember Kevin Colbert talking about Senquez Golson going into the second season of like, hey, we feel like we have an extra uh, an extra draft pick. We have an extra second round draft pick because we're getting Senquez Golson this year for the first time, and then they never got him, and it never worked out. So. It's I I get the 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 being cautiously optimistic. I understand saying I'm not going to bank on that till he comes out to play, but that still doesn't mean that that he can't and that he won't. Um, So if you think if you don't think you have him and you're not banking on him, then when he does something, it's it's bonus. If you rely on him and then the the unthinkable happens again, you're going to be disappointed. It's however you really want to think about it going forward.
0: Let me kind ask one really question right. about CA3, which I asked him if he was cool with that. He goes, oh man, I, I actually, I, I like being called Cal, but I really like CA3. So when we talk about CA3, with, with this guy, do you feel like he's one of those guys that changes the draft for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Omar Khan because they feel like they have him in their back pocket? And so they don't, you know, they're not going to draft two wide receivers or it feels like they're not going to draft two wide receivers like they did last year.
1: To me, if I'm answering first, I would say that it changes their approach to the draft, not free agency. I think if they're going to bring in a wide receiver, I think they do it in free agency and not in the draft. because. Let's be honest. Do you need another young receiver, or do you want a seasoned veteran that could maybe help lead that group a little bit? Not that Deontay Johnson's not capable, although I don't think he is. You know what I'm saying. What I'm talking about is I think that Omar Khan might look at Calvin Austin and say, hey, if this is that rookie in year 2023, even like a redshirt rookie um, or freshman – then maybe they don't feel the need to draft a wide receiver. And they have that guy, but they still bring in someone else. So they still address the team need, but not necessarily one way. Dave, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I don't know that they're going to go out and make a significant signing at wide receiver. I don't I don't know that they're going to make that much of a splash to position. The, the Steelers like to restock that one every once in a while, and they did draft two last year, but really only one played. So it's like they have another one. But just exactly right. It depends on what they do in free agency. And I'm and yes, they could add someone or bring back someone like a Miles Boykin because he's not that he did much as a receiver, but because he's such a big special teams guy that's someone that you think, hey, they're going to make the roster and have a helmet on game day. So how many more are we going to have? Because we need them for special teams. So um wouldn't be wouldn't be shocked, but it's not like I'm sitting back and after free agency and saying, Oh man, I can't believe they didn't get a wide receiver.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> no, for sure. Um, if I'm if I'm gonna go over with, with my second one about what nobody's talking about, this is actually related to the Steelers. It's something that the vast majority of fans don't even want to think about. And this is kind of disturbing for me because ultimately I've always said, whether it's my own children, my my students at school, you know, they'll always ask me questions about favorite players and what if like Juju Smith Schuster being with the Chiefs like I I really don't care he's not with the Steelers anymore I root for the Steelers I don't root for I root for the players because they play for the Steelers when they leave the Steelers they're no longer I don't care about them anymore and what if and we'll play the what if game and I know that's dangerous and the Scobros did that a couple weeks ago but (laughs) what if the offense picks up right where it left off and then all of a sudden, but they're scoring more points. It looks more efficient. Everything seems to be clicking. No one wants to see that because they love to bitch and moan about Matt Canada. They love to complain about how he sucks, and he should be run out of town. Get your torches and pitchforks and go storm the headquarters at UPMC Rooney Sports Complex and get that guy out of here. But what if it works out? You know, that is an option. Like, I want to say that to fans. Like, you know, that is an option. It is an option that Kenny Pickett does have a good relationship with him and that he wants him back and that that's why they brought him back and that they feel like they can excel and take the next step. It is possible. Is it likely? That depends on the fan. Is it possible? Absolutely, it's possible. I hope it happens. No one's talking about that. Anyone could talk about it now, I guess. <laughs> hmm.
2: Well, Here's my question, and this is probably something I should look into myself, but I, I don't know how I would how I would search this. Brian might actually just remember this. When's the last time the Steelers' offense was going into another season with almost everybody under contract? The the player that played the most that's not a free agent, or the the, the I mean, sorry, that is a free agent this year that's not under contract is Zach Gentry. And he got the most starts at tight end this season because the Steelers started so, you know, they're going to run the ball on the first play of the the game. And he was on the field because they were in a run formation, but he was not targeted very much. And, and wasn't a big part of the offense. And that's the only person who's not under contract for next year. Have they ever had a turnover like this? So for Jeff to ask this question, it makes sense because it's not like you're bringing you're you're losing a bunch of pieces and then filling in new pieces with it. So that's a real possibility. So that's why I asked this question now based on Jeff, because I, I think Jeff's exactly right. What happens if it does take off, but have they ever had this before on offense?
1: I'm trying to in, think. in, in the, in the, obviously in the yeah. free agent. I'm trying to think Brian from 2004 to 2005, there was some turnover. Uh, Plexico, it was Plexico, Plexico yeah. was gone, but other than that, I feel like the majority of that offense returned.
0: Yeah, because at running back, you still had Deuce Staley and Jerome Bettis, but they were hurt, and then Willie Parker emerged. As far as the guys on the offensive line, I'm not thinking that they were. <laughs> Excuse me. Still had
1: the... Mar. Still had Marvell Smith.
0: Yes, you had Marvell Vanica,
1: Jeff Hardings, Kimioiatu was it, is it or was it Kendall Simmons?
0: Kendall Simmons was there. Uh, Chemo he was a guard. Kimo came, came in
1: in that. He was with the 2008-2009 team. I don't think he was in 05.
2: Hold on, wait. Yeah, I'm, okay, which, he, who, who I, I'm going
1: to call. Are you to, talking 04
2: to 05? Yes. I I'm have saying, the stepping lineups right here in front of me. Well, well, then you want look to know? At him. Yes. Okay. was
0: there, though, Jeff.
2: All, you want the offensive line? Yes. Sure, just start there. Okay, I'll go. it's going left to right. Marvell Smith, Alan Fanica, Jeff Hardings, um, Kedrick Vincent, and Oliver Ross. Did not were have the, the right side at all. Were, these, he, were the most starters for this season in 2004. Then in 2005, it was Marvel Smith, Alan Fanicle, Jeff Hardings. Then it was Kendall Simmons and Max Starks.
1: Max Starks. And, and gosh, oh no five, oh four. four. Was there an injury or something? I don't know. It's just
2: that's what they There's, have listed here Patrick on Vincent, I remember
1: the, the other
2: guy, page.
0: Ross. I don't remember
1: that guy Oliver
0: Ross wore number 79. I can tell you that. I think... For some reason, he was at a Notre Dame, but I can't I'm, tell you. I'm right checking to see how many had.
2: He started all 16 games in 2004 and then was gone to Arizona in 2005. Okay. So yeah, if you go out to the skill position, players, I don't even talk, remember that
1: guy. You talked about the running backs basically being the same, except the emergence of Willie Parker with Deuce Daly and yeah, Jerome yeah. getting hurt. Hold on just a second. I you lose Plaxico Burris. You still have Heinz Ward. You brought you, in Cedric Wilson. Yeah, Cedric Wilson comes in. Yes. Um, well, so when you talk about Keith Miller is a rookie.
2: Yeah, Nate Washington from Truman to Miller from 04 to 05. Okay. And Heinz Warden, Paxco Burris to being Heinz Warden, Antoine Randall L. It was still Dan Kreider, and and it went. It actually went from the starter being being Jerome Bettis to the starter being Willie Parker from 04 <laughs> to 05. Yeah.
0: Let me talk about two yeah. more guys that were new that year and. They actually, uh, one played a good bit on special teams, then got hurt, like broke a leg in the playoffs. It was a shame, Quincy Morgan, who came over from the Browns. But Quincy came in that year. And Nate Washington from, I believe, Tiffin or either yes. Tuscalum or Tiffin. I can't remember. Tiffin, I think it I think. it no, wasn't Tuscalum. Tuscalum was, was Coakley. That was yeah. Coakley. But, but what I'm saying there is mm-hmm. though, um, they both came in and Washington became – like he emerges the playoffs,
1: yeah. you know
0: he wasn't a big deal, but he he made some decent catches in the playoffs to uh, be a big part of that team going forward.
1: So that, but that's not a lot of change. I mean, the offensive line you have a little shuffling, but I can't say. I mean, you, you think about it, like you said, it, Dave. Zach Gentry is the only real potential player to be gone,
2: unless they choose to cut someone.
1: And that's their decision. It's not yeah. like free agency or anything like that. This is this is a, a, a pretty crazy year when you think about it in terms of continuity in a lot of ways. So, gosh, Darnell Stapleton, there's a name. All I'm right, uh, what's that? Darnell from Rutgers. Yeah. All right, that's a good one. Brian, what about you? You know what? I, I had a
0: great one, and then I got all into the uh, Chris Kimioyatu <laughs> and uh, Oliver Ross,
1: and it just... Left my head. So I have another one. That's okay. Can Good. We look up when Chris Kuyamatu became? Uh, but he T- was drafted? Two thousand five. So he was drafted No. five. Yes. He just didn't play right away. Now, someone yeah. in the live chat said that he came in when Kendall Simmons was found to have diabetes. I think he was a type one diabetic. Well, and he was a came, drafted. No,
2: Kuyamatu of- came in when Fan. He's he he started when Fanica left. He went in at left guard. He so was. he the, didn't he was play the starter in the at
1: all. Then it was 06?
2: Oh, he he did, he wasn't considered a full time starter for the Steelers. I'm not saying he didn't start games, right. but he wasn't considered the full time guy until 2008.
0: Hmm. Okay,
2: this is according to Pro Football References starting lineups. <laughs> got it. Okay, and so you know, guys, go
0: I got to do this because I just looked him mm-hmm. up. What is Chris Q? C- Kimi, I always have trouble with the name. Kimiwiatu. What is his first name? Christopher. That's his middle <laughs> <No>. name. <laughs> that's his middle I name.
2: If you want it, if I
0: I can't I can't re- I don't know if I'll be able to pronounce it. Well, let's try. I'm going to try it too. Oh, so Tumatu to well, yeah. <laughs> Maafa. You, you, you kilo <laughs> Yeah, Uikilatu. Yeah, that, that's probably better. It's his first name. You yeah. Uikilatu yeah. Schofield.
1: Schofield. Schofield. <laughs> They were gonna name his son Gabriel that, and then they decided. Yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> that was it. Was a coin flip. It was a last second audible. It was a last second audible.
0: You know, I do that to my kids every single game. You know, we were going to go ahead and name you Keyshawn. You know, or, you know, and I'd say the last name too, and then throw in Davis, and they're like, "No, you weren't." I'm like, yeah. "No," and then I, I get my wife to actually agree. She goes, "Yeah, we were," because she name. gives up. Yeah. yeah,
1: but OK, I haven't got to
2: sold this down, no, this no, rabbit no, no. Hole, this but good. that was I, seriously I now whether or not they'll choose to do it, but they have the option of running this whole offense back next year. Yeah, if they I mean, to. if you could look at it, that, you have everyone and, and all you would be looking to do is upgrade. That's a great place to be.
1: Yeah. So, you know, in my mind, immediately goes to something I said on my Let's Ride podcast where I talked about how they, with at least in the last like four or five years with Kevin Colbert, they have had these drafts where it's like all offense, next year's all defense. It's like, well, can't we just kind of get both parties involved a little bit more? I mean, last year's was what? Five out of seven draft picks were on the offensive side of the ball, Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, with DeMarvin Leal and Mark Robinson, the only defensive players drafted last year. Yep. So th- this brings up my next point, what nobody's talking about. Everyone is in love with the Khan artist right now, Omar Khan. You know, the trade with Chase Claypool was fantastic. You know, you talk about the contracts that he did with you know, Chris Boswell. And say what you want about Deontay Johnson's contract. I thought it was fair. I still think it's fair. It might be inflated for what he's doing, but it's fair. They they didn't break the bank to keep that guy like some of his other wide receiver classmates like uh, Terry McLaurin and A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. He didn't get that kind of deal. You think about bringing in Larry Ogunjobi, like the dude's made some really good moves in the short amount of time he's been the GM. But he's never had an offseason yet. He's never had a, a full free agency. He's never had a draft. So I just want to kind of pump the brakes a little bit and it's a little tease for my monday show with let's ride and that is the he he still has to prove himself there i love what i've seen so far and i think a lot of fans are kind of like yeah well yeah we know that but we don't want to talk about it you don't want to jinx it superstition i get it but ultimately like yeah but he still has to prove himself him and andy weedle or white however you say his name who cares
2: you say Weedle, i say white <laughs>
1: Let's call the whole <laughs> thing off. Let's call the whole thing off. Exactly. Okay. So for me, it's again I hope fingers crossed they, they knock this out of the park too. But there's still a large part of that job that has to be done, and we haven't seen it yet. So you just don't know. So there you go. Dave, you have any other ones?
2: Yeah, that that unknown. And you can look at the unknown as being exciting, or you can look at the unknown as being scary of what's going to happen with the Steelers going forward. But I mean, obviously Omar Khan, uh, Omar Khan stuck around for twenty years, and and didn't go other places when he very possibly could have. I'm, I'm not saying that he could have. That he was definitely a guy that people offered him GM jobs and he didn't take them. But he could have made lateral moves and he did not. Um, and and he stuck around to be here and went out of his way to say, okay, if, if this is my specialty, I'm going to bring in someone else that's doing this, that's their specialty. So I'm excited that they're doing that. And that's something that I I want to see the Steelers do. I, I feel like that's what they did last year with, with Brian Flores, when they brought him on, they're like, you know what, we have the opportunity to get a guy that's, that's looking for a job and he could be, you know, yeah, we have a defensive coordinator that we just hired, but he could be really good at doing this part of the job. So, so let's get him um, to, to kind of cover everything. And I, I hope the Steelers continue to expand and do that this year um, It would be nice to see him do it more on the coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball, but I don't know if we'll see that or not. But when it comes to these guys in the front office, I'm excited to see what they can do. And uh, like some people who are going to want to judge their draft right after the draft happens, I don't, I'm not going to know these players well enough to know. Um, the biggest thing I want to see from this year is, can you do what the Steelers have done in the years past? And you had everything filled in, and then you went into the draft, which is really nice.
1: Yeah. Brian, anything to say about that?
0: No, I I'm on board with that as well.
1: All right. So before we go to trivia, I I, I have to give a a show on our podcast platform, which is not live on YouTube. And I want everyone to give it a listen. Is the what Yin's talking about show? Um, you know, I, I listened to all the episodes. I was driving home from work, and I I was literally laughing out loud uh have dave did you get to listen to this episode yet or have you not i it?
2: am halfway through the second half
1: okay brian have you listened yet probably it's not. queued up but okay no, no, don't probably not i knew you had it. a
0: busy day <laughs> i know you
1: had a busy day all right
2: so i've been able to finish it but i made sure that i finished
1: let's ride did first. you i appreciate that thank you <laughs> did, did you get to the part where they did the mean joe green anniversary for his co-commercial
2: I know I did not. Oh I was at the very God. end of their interview where they interviewed the guy that that <laughs> loves Matt Canada. Um, I was, I was at the end of that interview is what I had to pause. It.
1: Okay. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin it. I was when they, they, they talk about how Ky, this is all Kyle's genius, Kyle Christ, who's the host. And he says, they're going to redo the Coke commercial with, with Mike Tomlin. And they use the clip that kind of went viral on social media this year of Mike Tomlin using some choice words. And I (laughs) laughed out loud in my car by myself driving home. Oh my gosh. Go check it out. It's on our audio only platform, wherever you get your podcast, you'll find us there. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. All right. Uh, let's let's, does anyone have any anything else for the good of the order before we go to trivia? You know, you know
0: what i'm, yeah. I'm gonna throw in I'm, I'm just gonna say this i'm gonna piggyback on what you just said about what ian's talking about and they are comic geniuses and both of these guys are stand-up comic comics i'm yeah. talking about kyle christ and greg benefit but these guys have albums on spotify and i keep on telling you guys about it it's one of those things that when you get bored and you you're thinking hey i have nothing to listen to right now go to spotify check out kyle christ's two albums man he is super funny and it's not because i i know him it's not because he's a part of our network the guy just it's very fun humor and something that we all that we all experience it's regular guy stuff regular person stuff really good check it out
1: there's not a show like it anywhere in the podcast stratosphere whatever you want to call this stuff that we do all right brian do you have trivia tonight yeah i do and it is uh regarding
0: the afc championship games and it's going on this weekend but eh, screw the Bengals, screw the chiefs and the two in the nfc i'm not even going to mention them let's talk about the pittsburgh steelers in afc championship oh, in history
1: because i looked it up but go ahead so I'll, I'll try i'll
0: just try to do it a little bit more so <laughs> they have played 16 games yeah i know all this stuff in afc no you don't
1: i, I looked I, it up for my podcast tomorrow it's all it's all i talk about on the first half of the show <laughs> okay do you
0: break it do you break it up into home in a
1: way yeah yeah okay
0: just ruin it no ruin it. i'm all. <laughs> go ahead
1: and ask dave go ahead and okay. ask dave. I'm be terrible so, what what's I've, their record I've...
0: in afc championship games Dave?
2: Well, let's just say this. They you said they've gone they've gone to sixteen. Is that what you said? Yes. Well, saying they've been to eight Super Bowls, I'm going to say that they've won eight of them.
0: Yeah, I, I guess that's really easy. <laughs> um, all right. So am I right? Yes, you're correct. And that's okay. the easy part about it. Yeah. But what would their record be? How many of those 16 championship games do you think that they played at home Dave
2: how many how many of the 16 they played at home let's see well I know they did in 72 I know they didn't four I know they didn't in five I'm gonna say out of those 16 I'm going to say see this when did they start giving it to the home teams I know in 72, they didn't. not I'm not, not the home teams. Give it to the home teams. When did they start giving it to the team with the best record? Do you know what year that
0: started? Pretty much, uh, I would say, right around the mid-70s.
2: Yeah, because like I said, I know in 72, they, they hosted it, but it wasn't because they were the higher seed. Um, out of 16, I'm going to say that they have been at home for, let's go six.
0: Oh, Jeff. Go it's ahead, 11. jump in. There. I was going
2: to say it's either it's either it's under or, it's significantly under or over.
0: It's eleven. They have played eleven, and that is they have a six and five record at home and a two and three record on the road. So that was my uh, quick AFC Championship trivia i guess the eight and eight part was easy but the home and road (laughs) record i don't think would have been.
1: here is some did you know afc championship nuggets for you all the most wins in nfl or afc championship game history it's not nfl afc is the new england patriots with 11 the most losses belongs to the pittsburgh steelers with eight the most hosted the pittsburgh steelers with 11 and the most appearances goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers with sixteen. There you go. Wow, <laughs> you, you go. know the po- the point
0: totals are really interesting too. The Pittsburgh Steelers have scored three hundred forty nine points in AFC Championship game history. How much of a margin over their opponents do you think that is?
2: Three hundred sixty eight points. Three forty nine. Or oh, three forty
1: nine. Plus. 105
2: <laughs> i trying to think did did they win more blowout games or did they lose more blowout games they're they' how about I'm going to go negative What's 22 it's
1: 10 10. Well, I mean, you think about it, but the ones that I've seen that I remember. So i Colts because I, I didn't the, go
2: over. Sorry, Jeff. the ones, Yeah,
1: that was well. <laughs> no, the ones that I remember, 94, they lose to San Diego. 95, mm-hmm. barely beat the Colts. Captain comeback. Yep. Remember the ball that bounces off his chest and hits the turf. Mm-hmm. They lose to Denver, lose to New England in 01. Uh, they lose to New England in 04. Spy Gage, shut up. Uh, at 05, they beat Denver. I thought that was pretty handily, wasn't that? Mm. That, that was a double two score win wasn't it yes that was 34 to 17 but that's not their biggest
0: margin of victory in the afc championship game
1: barely they... did baltimore relied on the troy palomalu int pick six the jets in 2010 they were blowing them out early but the jets came storming back and made it a game and then they got at their doors blown off by new england in 2016 So, 2016, Jeff and Dave, that's the biggest loss margin
0: 19 points. Their biggest win margin was 29 in 1979. Well, the 1978 season Steelers 34, Oilers 5. And the closest game was 1997, Denver Broncos 24, Pittsburgh Steelers 21. Unfortunately, I was at that game too.
1: Bummer. All right, Dave, mm-hmm. trivia time. Go for it. All right. Well, my trivia
2: is coming um, since Jeff is happy because this was about his show that that he's doing. Uh, I would not trivia's... have known
1: any of that stuff if I didn't do an entire yeah. podcast for <laughs> the first half on the AFC Championship.
2: Well, well, mine's an expansion of what I talked about this morning on Stat Geek. where um, I'm actually going to be expanding on this a little bit more. One of it is because Brian actually brought up a question. I'm like, man, that would have been a better thing to answer than what I actually did. And I talked about a question on there that I couldn't answer unless I went through and broke down every single play. I've already got someone that says they're going to break down every single play and they're going to come on my show to explain it. So we're going to see if that can happen this week. But anyway, I was looking at, Well, I was asked about the the Steelers finishing strong. So I broke down, you know, teams, that, Steelers teams that finished 4-0 to end the year. And I did all that. You could have saw that on, on, on StatGeek. But how often do teams finish 4-0 to finish the season? I went back ten years, so this is from two thousand twenty-two to two thousand thirteen. Over a ten-year span, how many times do you think a team has finished four and zero to end the season?
1: Four times.
2: No, I mean, not not one team. I mean, the it went across the entire NFL.
1: Okay, uh,
2: not the Steelers. Just oh,
1: so you yeah. said the entire league? Yeah. In the
2: last um, ten years, how many total times do you think a team has finished four and zero? Okay. 20. I was going to say 15. You say 15, Brian says 20. The answer is 33. Shnykes. 33. Now, wow. the the most in the last 10 years was in 2020. There were 6 teams that finished that 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 won their last four games of the season. So now my real question is for the last 10 years, out of those 33 games, How many of those do you think were of teams that made the playoffs?
0: 15. I would probably think 25.
2: That would be 29. There's only been four teams in the last 10 years that finished the season 4-0 and did not make the postseason. The Pittsburgh Steelers this year is one of those teams. And not only that, they're the only team that actually had a winning record finishing 4-0. Because in 2020, the, the Chargers finished 4-0 to, to end up 7-9. The year before, Atlanta f- went 4-0 at the end to finish 7-9. And then there was the crazy 2017. There's only two teams that, that that finished the season 4-0. One of them was the San Francisco 49ers, who who went 4-0 at the end of the season they actually went 5 and 0 to finish a whole whopping 6 and 10 because they went 0 and 9 the year before and finished 6 and 1. I mean that's crazy to finish that strong. You know how that corresponded how, how you guys remember how they did in 2018? After finishing so strong
0: I don't think they had a great season in
2: 2012. No, they went (laughs) 4-12. It
0: didn't roll into the next season at all. (laughs) So
2: I just thought that was uh, interesting information that in the last 10 years, the Steelers are now one of four teams that won their last four games. Because if you're going to win your last four games, you you think that's a pretty good team that's probably put themselves in a good enough situation that if you do that, you're going to make the postseason. But... All the all four of those other, uh, other times Were teams that just started horribly And they finished strong But it still didn't matter Because
1: they, they, they started so bad Alright, good stuff uh, Let's do some uh, final thoughts If you have any, Brian, go ahead You know what? I'm going to watch the
0: AFC Championship Games This weekend Without the Pittsburgh Steelers And I'm going to be
1: pissed There you go, Dave Stoker, <laughs> Final thoughts
2: um, I'm going to watch football this weekend. I'll watch the NFC win too. Um, and that's mainly because there's only three football games left this year. And I love the Steelers, but I also just love football. I talked about that a little bit this morning. Um, I mean, my goodness, I even used to have season tickets for another team just because I wanted to watch football. Um, well, I, I got them in order to go to, the, to, to watch them play the Steelers. That's why it all started, but still. Um, So for those of you that just don't enjoy watching football other than the Steelers, I I get it. That's not me. I just love the game, that I can watch it. So I'm going to take in every game that I can, and I I don't like second-rate football, so I'm not going to be tuning into those other leagues this offseason. I know Brian's already mad because his his, uh, purple Mauler shirt is now outdated. Um, Oh, it's vintage now, Dave.
0: (laughs) I am mad, but the black and gold is going to make me happy, but... I'm gonna have a vintage jersey.
2: Yes, the 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 Canton Mahlers are now black and gold. So, with anyway, I I'll take it in, enjoy it while while you can. But it's not the same without the Steelers. I'd st- I would rather talk to you guys about the Steelers
1: than watch these games. But I'm still gonna watch these games anyway. There you go. Good stuff. All right, we'll be back next week with another Steelers preview. As we always finish it out, Dave, why don't you send us out?
2: Hey.
1: See you next week, everybody.
0: Everybody else gets a little tight.